You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Politics as usual, politics are brutal. And if you black, politics and gruesome politics are crucial. And if you white, politics are neutral, politics and fruit. And it's a fact. No matter how you look at it, politicians are freaking whack. Let's keep it real, our votes, do they even count? They giving bailouts, but guess who's getting the big amount? Who's being tricked and constantly being played with the same ones? Cops be slamming across the pavement. Why are school systems seriously being underfunded? And health care for the poor remains unwanted. Crimes with people with color don't fit the punishment. And somehow lawmakers worry about none of this. All they give us is lies and empty promises. Say one thing but continue with all the nonsense. We need to listen to someone with some common sense who understand the system. But filled with a little righteousness. Who will help feed our minds, increase our consciousness. Darren Chess is the man, he possess all of this. But this ain't that, and that ain't this. And nah, he not mad, but yes, he pissed. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed. As always, I'm your host, Darren. And before I get into the shit today, because we got a lot of stuff to get to, I'm apologize for taking a little break. Last week was my birthday. I went to a good friend's wedding, and so I didn't record. Though I did promise to drop something regarding what we're going to talk about today. The issue was, though, that I didn't want to rush um, this episode out. I wanted to take my time and really give this topic the seriousness in which it is due. Because the truth of the matter is, this is important. It's something that I saw coming long before I even started this podcast. And as I believe, it's one of the first things I mentioned um, when, 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 when I started this podcast. So I wanted to make sure that I dedicated um, enough time, effort, and research to really, really talk about this subject. The problem is, since this, <laughs> since this topic dropped, as usual, a lot of shit has happened in America. I mean, no one quite America's like the United States does. Um to call what's happening in this country currently a shit show would be putting it mildly so there's going to be a lot of a lot to get to today and i'm gonna just come right out and say it. this episode is sponsored by sincoro tequila now michael jordan is not paying me to shout out his very expensive and very smooth tequila however i'm going to say some things that is going to offend some people i know a few folks in politics and i'm going to offend my political connects and when my mom hears this episode she's going to call me and she's going to say really son you couldn't you couldn't say that any better than the way you did 
and I'm going to blame Michael Jordan and his deliciously smooth tequila. So I wanted to get that out ahead of time. Um, and let's just get right to the shit. So I'm going to go ahead and play something for you guys. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to get right to it. I don't mean to be cynical by any means. I'm very much someone who likes to be prepared for all of the foolery. And not to ring the alarm if you already don't hear in your ears, but if you are a, a person who uh, has female genitalia at this current moment, find your red cloak and learn how to say blessed be the fruit. Because at this point, I mean, call me up Jones. I'm up Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh because this is a very, very serious subject. But that shit was funny. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So that voice you heard, that was my good friend, uh, Symmetria Jones. She is like the little sister I never wanted. She is a public policy attorney here in North Carolina, and she works for a nonprofit agency um, that helps the LGBTQ plus community um, realize a lot of their lived and legal rights. She also has a master's in public administration and she is a former um, policy attorney for the governor of North Carolina. And that was her reaction to the leaked decision um, that came out of the Supreme Court about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now at this point regarding the upcoming abortion um, issue. Now, unless you've been living under a rock for the past uh, three weeks, you know that a decision is coming down the pipe to overturn Roe versus Wade. And I'm going to give you guys a brief... Uh, historical background um, to this issue so you can fully and truly understand what exactly is happening. I'm going to let you know right now, I didn't read the entire leaked decision, but I read enough to know that this shit is going to be all bad. Literally all bad. And that's why Symmetria um, was referencing Handsmaid's Tale because this really is going to be the first domino that falls when it comes to personal rights. I know that a lot of pundits, a lot of Republicans, um, a lot of people in general is going to say, well, no, this is a specific issue. Um, the court isn't going to go and overturn. Um, they're, they're not going to go and overturn anything else because of years and years of precedent. Well, the court has showed and has continued to show uh, since Chief Justice John Roberts became the Chief Justice that they don't give a shit about precedent. And I'm going to get into the weeds of, of all of that, but it's really, really important that you guys know and understand that this is 100% a result of the 2016 election. Elections absolutely have consequences. If you remember, 
at the time of the election, there was a 4-4 split on the court because Justice Scalia had passed away about nine months before the election. And because the Republicans controlled the United States Senate, which is the body that affirms um, and, and, and confirms the president's choices for Supreme Court justices, Mitch McConnell, who was the Senate leader at the time, was able to not bring that nomination to a floor vote such that the first thing Donald Trump did once he was elected was appoint a Supreme Court justice, which gave conservatives a 5-4 majority. And then Justice Kennedy retired, which allowed him to to appoint another justice, which gave the court a 5-4 majority. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. And they were able to sneak in Amy Coney Barrett right before the election, which actually gives conservatives a 6-3 majority. So even when Chief Justice John Roberts decides to have a little, 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 little bit of sense and decides to join the liberal wing when it comes to deciding cases, it's still a 5-4 conservative majority. And that is the reason why Roe v. Wade is getting ready to be overturned. So what's supposed to be the key to all of this um, before we get into into the particulars is the doctrine of stare decisis. What that means is basically courts um, will decide cases and make decisions based on previous precedents. So basically what that means is If an issue has been decided previously in the past, the court is not going to steer from that previous precedent. They will continue to decide cases um, based on that precedent. Precedent, excuse me. The problem is that even before this um, Roe v. Wade decision, the court has gone away from that. If any of you remember, um, a few years ago, the court made some changes to the Voting Rights Act. That's why you have so many states now um, that previously had to get uh, governmental approval before changing or amending voters' laws, especially in situations where there had been previous um, issues with Uh, discrimination they basically gutted the Voting Rights Act and that's why you have these states like North Carolina and Florida and Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia all places that previously had issues with um, illegal voting laws they're now able to, to pass these laws because the Supreme Court decided you know what Fuck our previous decision. Fuck precedent. We're going to give this power back to the states even though there's a history of discrimination and we know that they can't be trusted. Is beyond 15 weeks. So for many of us in the legal community, that really was the first sign that, you know what? There are some things on the books that could be in danger and... A lot of folks knew that Roe v. Wade was on the chopping block. Now, so the case that's in front of the Supreme Court right now 
comes out of Mississippi. It is an abortion ban um, on, and it bans all types of abortion past 15 weeks, right? So the reason why this is important is essentially Mississippi is putting a complete ban on all abortions that go um, if if the the pregnant woman. Now a few more details regarding the the law in Mississippi. The the current law um, that was recently passed. Excuse me, let me strike that. It's not current. It was passed in 2018, but this is the law that is um, at the Supreme Court now. This law bans abortion after 15 weeks, except in cases of medical emergency and in cases of severe fetal abnormality. Now, the reason why this is important isn't just the Mississippi law. If abortion is struck down, the right to abortion is completely struck down, it makes room for the Texas law. The Texas law, which was passed in September of 2021, bans abortion after six weeks, um, except for in cases where there is a medical emergency. Neither of these bans has a provision for incest or rape. So essentially, it forces women to have babies regardless of um, re regardless of their desire to do so. And it has provisions for medical emergencies, but the person that determines that medical emergency is a doctor and not the woman herself. We all see the problems with that, right? I mean, I don't have to spell out what the problem with that is, right? <laughs> Come on, y'all. Seriously? Okay. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this first. Women get to decide if they want to have an abortion or not. Period. Full stop. That pregnant woman, she is the only one who should get to decide if she wants to have an abortion. Period. Full stop. That's the end of the conversation. But... Because this country, America, is in no way any other country has ever America, I can tell you five, at least five more reasons why these laws are bullshit and the government should not force people to have babies. Number one, we have shitty health care. Did y'all know that? No, seriously, we have shitty ass health care. Health care is not a right. Health care is expensive as shit. And do y'all know how much it actually costs to have a baby? There are families across this country in debt because of the cost to have a kid. Now, what's, what's, what's wild about that is the kid is coming regardless, right? Nature is such that if a woman carries a baby to term, it's coming out. Yet, it can cost upwards of forty to $50,000 to $100,000 to have a baby. 
That shit is crazy to me. There are literally people who cannot afford to be pregnant. But we're going to force them to to have kids anyway. Okay, cool. Healthcare aside. The government don't give a shit about these kids once they're here. I mean, have y'all ever been shopping for Pampers? For formula? Try, ever try to put a kid in daycare? Kids are expensive as fuck. Kids are expensive as hell. And and the government doesn't give a shit about the families um, who who are struggling. That's why we have so many kids in poverty. There are millions and millions of kids living in poverty because it's expensive. Having children is expensive. There's also a formula shortage. Now, I don't know all the details of formula shortage. But I know that there are mothers out there that cannot find formula to feed their babies. And that is problematic. You guys understand that, right? Now, parts of the government are trying to do things to rectify and correct that. But their baby's going hungry right now. There are parents who are struggling to find ways to feed their kids. That's a problem. Oh, and did I mention all the kids in foster care? All the kids who were given up for adoption who never find homes? Because that's usually the number one thing a person says, right? Don't have an abortion and give the kid up for adoption. But what about the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of kids that age out of the foster care system every year and never have ever been um, been adopted? What about those kids? What about those kids who have never known a loving family because they weren't, um, you know, the, the cute little baby or the or the, uh, the the kid with no issues and who was perfect and all of the things that those adoptive parents over there wanted. Well, what about the kids who actually get adopted and then get sent back because the parents changed their mind or the parents couldn't deal with um, the the child's trauma or the parent. Um, you know, thought they could never have their own kids, but eventually did, and so they decided they didn't want this uh, kid that they went and got off a layaway anymore, and so they just returned them like they're doing an exchange at Walmart. What about those kids? I mean, that's four, and I can keep going, but do I really need to? This country has a problem, and the answer is not forcing women to have babies that they would rather not have. But, you know, we don't really give a fuck about those kids. Because if we did, we'd have done something about um, mass shootings and, and kids going to, to school and doing shooting drills as opposed to tornado drills, right? Have you, have you guys visited a school lately? Do you know what it's like when they have a mass shooter drill? Or the schools put on lockdown. Do you know what it's like for these kids who are traumatized to the point that they're afraid of going to school and dying by gunfire? 
basically, we don't give a fuck about them kids once they're out of the womb. That's that's the message being sent. That's the the goal um, of these states. We're gonna force you to have as many kids as possible, but after they're born, whatever happens to them is on you. Cause they're no longer our problem. That's some fucked up shit. Now, the original reason uh, Roe v. Wade even came about, uh, like I said, I want to give you a little bit of history to let you know how we got here. Um, Roe v. Wade came about because Texas, of all places, I don't know why anyone is shocked, but Texas, among several other states, had criminalized abortion such that um, if you got an abortion, you could be held criminally liable. If you performed an abortion, you could be held criminally liable. So Roe v. Wade um, essentially overturned uh, states' laws that prevented people from getting an abortion. Now, Roe v. Wade, um, there, there was a lot of analysis that went into determining when and how a person can go about getting an, abort, an abortion. And that was revisited in 1992, I believe, um, in the Planned Parenthood versus Casey case. And essentially, that's how we get to our modern abortion law, um, where Planned Parenthood and Kate versus Casey essentially established that states could not create abortion laws that restricted an abortion before the um, age of viability of the fetus. And that's what people know of abortion laws today. Um, so Planned Parenthood versus Casey established the viability aspect of the fetus, which is where modern day abortion laws come from. Now, Roe v. Wade essentially states that um, people who have children have a fundamental right to an abortion under the privacy laws of the Constitution. More specifically, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment um, which speaks to the right of liberty. Centrally, Roe v. Wade established under the Due Process Clause a woman's right to choose to terminate her uh, pregnancy. Punk as Justin Justice Alito, excuse me, and yeah, I call him Punk as. Don't particularly care how people feel about that. He is what he is. Essentially, he wrote in his draft opinion. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one in which the defendants of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. That provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition, and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. Don't this sound like some bullshit? I mean, let's be honest, right? 
That sounds like some bullshit. That sounds like some, oh, this is never mentioned in the Constitution, so you don't actually have this right. But if we look at this nation's history, right? If we look at the things that are deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition, don't it kind of feel like there's a whole lot of shit that may become undone? A few days after this draft opinion was leaked, um, the governor in Texas decided that he wanted to challenge uh, a legal precedent that all kids are required to receive a free public education, basically targeting whom he deems to be illegal immigrants not being able to receive a public school education. You know what else isn't expressed in the Constitution? (sighs) Interracial marriage. I know, I know, I know. They'll never overturn Loving versus Virginia, right? I mean, it's not possible. One of the Supreme Court justices is married to a white woman, and he's black, so they'll never overturn the case that allowed interracial marriages to be legal in this country, right? I mean, one has to believe that. One, one would think so. But if we if we go back to this uh, this 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 draft by Justice Alito, he's of the belief that some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition in order for you to actually have that right. Think, think about some of the things that are not mentioned in the Constitution. Think about some of the things that are not deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition. We live in the country that was literally founded on racism. If you do not believe me, go and read the Constitution. Yeah, we had to amend some shit. But think about the reason why we had to amend some shit. We had to amend some shit because the people who started this country, founded this country, established this constitution that some people think was never supposed to change, excluded a lot of fucking people when they wrote that shit. Black people were slaves. Women didn't have the right to vote. There's, 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 there's so many things that we can point to that is not mentioned in the Constitution, that is not deeply rooted in this country's, in this, in this country's history and traditions, because this country was founded by some fucked up people, and that sounds really, really harsh to say. It really does. But the truth is the truth. And until we as a country, as a community, as a people actually face that truth and reconcile the sins of this country, we will never be able to move forward. 
And this is bigger than Roe v. Wade. This is bigger than a right to abortion. This is violence against women. This is violence against people that is deeply embedded in the history of this country. And it's why you have situations like what happened out in Buffalo with a white 18-year-old with an AR-15 driving hours to a black community to shoot up some people while they were grocery shopping for no other reason than that they were black. Because black lives are not protected in this country. Black lives do not matter to too many people in this country. The lives of these women do not matter to too many people in this country. And that's because they never have. That's because we've never dealt with the fact that this country was built to benefit one group of people. And until that group of people decides that they no longer want to deal with the sins of that mistake, we're going to continue to have these issues. I'm not saying that little motherfucker's name not going to do it. But think about think about the fact that an 18 year old 18 at 18 you don't know shit. I was once 18 and I thought I knew everything. I thought I should be given the keys to the world because I could run it better better than the people in charge. 18 year olds think they're invincible and that they know everything. I'm here to tell you at 18, you don't know shit. You can't even make your way in a voting booth properly. You can't even vote for your own interests. You don't know shit. But this 18-year-old decided that this world was being taken away from him. And because it was being taken away from him, he was going to make the people whom he deemed unworthy pay. And so he got in his fucking car and he drove to Buffalo to a black neighborhood to the only black supermarket in that neighborhood. Which in and of itself is another issue. Like, like, like the fact that that was the one black supermarket where everybody in the neighborhood went to and that they didn't really have any other choice. The fact that that's a thing in 2022 is a fucking problem. But we sitting up here relitigating abortion? Babies don't have formula and, and, and we're relitigating abortion? We ain't done shit about gun rights yet. Why did this 18-year-old have a gun? An assault rifle? That he could use to slaughter human beings? Because what else is an assault rifle good for if not slaughtering human beings? No one who's a serious hunter uses an AR-15. And if they tell you that they do, they're lying. They're lying to you. 
An AR-15 is designed for one reason and one reason only, to kill people. How did this 18-year-old get his hands on an AR-15? That wasn't a rhetorical question. I, I really need someone to answer that for me. How did that happen? We can't answer that because we're too busy doing shit that don't have nothing to do with the safety of the people in this country. People that tell you that they're against abortion want to make you think that it's about the rights of the fetus. If the fetus is so important to them, how come you can't claim it on your taxes? Hmm. I mean, if 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 life begins at conception, how come you can't claim the fetus on your taxes? All right, never mind. Cause y'all don't y'all don't want to have a conversation. Y'all don't want to have a conversation. The truth of the matter is, people who are against abortion don't give a shit about that fetus. It's about control. It's about power. It's about being able to tell someone what to do, when to do it, how to do it, for no other reason than you want them to. Like, there, there are states that are passing laws that a person who is not even associated with the pregnancy... can sue an individual civilly if that person has an abortion. So, let's say, for example, you have a boyfriend. You and your boyfriend do whatever. You end up pregnant. Let's say you and the boyfriend decide, you know what? We don't we don't want a baby right now. I don't think we're ready for that. We're we're gonna have an abortion. His parents can decide, no, we wanted that grandbaby, and because you had an abortion, they can sue you for damages. How the fuck does that make any sense? Like let's think about that for a second. Because I even laugh at the at the at the men who say, Well, I didn't want her to have an abortion. She could have just gave the baby to me and signed my rights over. I mean, excuse me, signed her rights over. Really? With all of the men in, the, in this country that don't want to pay child support, do we suddenly believe there's going to be an influx of single fathers in America? Get the fuck out of here. Let's just be honest. Let's be for real. Let's have a real conversation. No one believes that shit. No one believes that shit. Especially when you go and look at the demographics of the people who have the most abortions. I'm not going to pull them up, but just just go and take a look at them. There are way more abortions um, being gotten by married women who have two or more children than people are talking about. Abortions aren't just for people who had an oopsie because they out here uh, 
living the fast life and having unprotected sex with this person, that person. That's who they want you to think is the face of the abortions. And don't get me wrong, they have their fair share. But there are a lot of married women who don't want any more children who also get abortions. And that's the part that they're not telling you about. Abortions isn't just a black thing. Abortion isn't just a young people thing. Abortion isn't just a single person thing. So this this idea that people are just out here, you know, aborting babies all willy nilly and um, doing doing so recklessly is just false. It's a false narrative. It's a false narrative, and we've got to stop allowing that lie to be told. The majority of babies that end up in foster care don't end up with uh, uh, safe families and in healthy environments. I know a lot of them. Like, I, I know a lot of them. I know some that ended up with really, really good families, and I know some that ended up with really, really shitty families. I know some that ended up with people who abused them. I know some people who ended up with folks that was just using them for the government check. Too many kids age out of the foster care without ever being adopted. I looked, um, I looked it up this past weekend, and I feel like there's between 400 and 500,000 kids in the American foster system. Why are there that many children without loving homes if the answer to um, abortion is putting up your babies for adoption? There shouldn't be, shouldn't be any kids. There really shouldn't be any kids that age out after never being adopted. And we, you know, give them kids a birthday card, tell them congratulations for turning 18 and send them off into the world. What kind of fucking life is that? And we like to point out um, the, the lucky ones who end up being very exceptional human beings. But do you know how hard that is to do without ever having had a support system? Those kids are the exceptions. But as usual in America, we like to make the exception the rule. We like to find the most obscure person and dangle them around in front of the masses and tell them if they can do it, you can do it too. If they can pull up them, they can pull themselves up by their bootstraps, you can do it too. That's what we do in this country. Because we don't give a fuck about our neighbors. Don't sound shit. Don't, don't, get, get that fucking shot looked off your face. You know we don't give a fuck about our neighbors. The pandemic taught you that. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. You think people give a damn? Nope. Nope. They cheered when they were able to take their mask off on airplanes. Americans are some of the most selfish people because everyone is so busy chasing their dollar and their dream. They don't give a damn about how what they do may affect their neighbor, how it may affect their friend, how it may affect a family member. We believe that our rights to whatever it is we want, be it what it is we want to say, what it is we want to do, trumps the rights of everyone else.
And if you think I'm lying, there's so much evidence to support that position. I mean, it just sounds like I'm ragging on the country or whatever the case may be. And that's not it. But there is a lot of evidence to support that this country really don't give a fuck about people. They really don't. And so if you think that we're going to stop or the Supreme Court is going to stop uh, rolling back some of your rights and freedoms with abortion, I'm going to tell you what I know. Be on the lookout for what's coming next. Okay? Be on the lookout for what's coming next. We're getting into election season. There's a few... uh, campaign finance cases that we're waiting on decisions for this shit is going to look ugly and it's going to get easier and easier for the minority group in this country and I'm talking about the Republicans to put their foot on the necks of everybody else who wants differently abortion is not the controversial issue that it once was the majority of Americans think that people should have um, the right to a safe abortion. They believe that it's that person's right to choose what it is happens with their body. And there was a whole group of people that wanted to jump up and down on Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris's necks about why they didn't codify Roe be weighed and um, you know make make abortion the law of the land. How the fuck was they supposed to do that? They can't even get Joe Manchin to agree to extend fucking child tax credits. They couldn't agree to get him to agree on a fucking infrastructure plan. And you think this fucking white man from West Virginia was going to line up to vote to make abortion legal and codified in the United States? Yeah. Democrats have the slimmest of majorities. And I feel like people are under the impression that just because they have a majority, a slim one, but because they have a majority... Joe Biden can do any and everything that he wants to do. As if we haven't been watching fucking Joe Manchin tell Joe Biden to kiss his ass for almost two years now. A year and a half. There's only but so much that can be done. Currently. Now, midterms are coming up and North Carolina just actually had Um, their primaries this past Tuesday and right now North Carolina has two Republican senators Um, one of those senators is retiring and so there was an open primary for both Democrats and Republicans to put their chosen candidates on the ballot for November to decide who's going to get sent to Washington to represent North Carolina's second Senate seat. Democrats are going to send former Chief uh, Supreme Court Justice Sherry Beasley. And Republicans are going to send some guy named Bud. 
This bug dude is one of Trump's many supporters who decided that Trump was going to be his daddy and he was going to do and say everything that Trump wanted him to do. That might sound disrespectful, but I don't really care. The truth is the truth. Former Chief Justice Beasley is a Democrat who actually outperformed all of the other Democrats on the ballot in the 2020 election. She outperformed Joe Biden. She outperformed Cal Cunningham. She outperformed all of the statewide uh, candidates and actually only lost her race to... Um, to, to repeat for another term as North Carolina Supreme Court Chief Justice by 405 votes. So there's a really, really, really good chance that Sherry um, Beasley can be the first black person from North Carolina to represent them, to represent North Carolina in the United States Senate. And I think she deserves that opportunity. Much more than the guy named Bud. For no other reason that this guy named Bud believes that Trump won the 2020 election. Anyone who can get up in front of a room full of people and say with a straight face that Donald Trump won the 2020 election not only does not deserve to be in office, they deserve to be involuntary committed at the most nearest uh, mental health hospital for an evaluation. I'm tired of people deciding that they're going to say whatever it is they want to say because they're going to believe whatever uh, statements that they're calling facts. You don't get to just say whatever it is you want to say. You don't get to believe whatever it is you want to believe. Some shit just ain't true. It's not an opinion um, that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. It's a fucking lie. Call it what it is. It's a fucking lie. And anyone that decides to get up and lie to a bunch of people just to get their votes and to steal power from people who actually deserve it, and I'm not saying that Sherry Beasley deserves to be the senator, but I didn't like Pat McCrory, but he was a better fucking candidate than Bud. Because at least he could speak the truth. Donald Trump lost in 2020. Now, whatever your politics is, that's what your politics is. And I can respect that. But don't get up there and just fucking lie because you want to be in close proximity to power. That's not okay. It's just not okay. And we need to stop giving these people passes and stop with the, well, everybody has the right to their opinion. No, the fuck they don't. You do not have the right to your opinion when it is a blatant fucking lie. You do not have the right to a platform when all you do is get on that fucking platform and lie. Facts are facts, period. There is no, oh, well, there's two sides to every story. No, the fuck is not. Some stories got one side. Some stories got three sides. We never know. But that, oh, well, if you let this person say this, then you have to let this person say that. No, the fuck you don't. 
You do not have to allow people to sit up there and lie. And we need to start calling out these lies for what they are. I'm not endorsing anybody. I'm not saying you should go vote for anybody. But I am saying if they get up there and they just tell a blatant lie, they don't deserve your vote. And if you decide to vote for someone that you know to be lying, well, shit, maybe you don't deserve the vote. Like, we really, really got to start taking this shit seriously. And yes, I know there is a really, really large group of people who are jaded towards voting and elections and feel that it's a waste of time. Nothing happens. The people who deserve to win never win. And even if they do win, they don't ever get the opportunity to actually govern and do good for people. I get it. But until we have an alternative, this is the system that we have. And I don't know anybody that's even thinking about trying to do anything to change it. And I don't mean change it in little subtle ways. I mean a big radical change. That I don't see happening. So, because there won't be any big radical changes, we need to try to do some small, subtle changes that make things a little bit more equitable. And we have to be honest about the fact that that's what we're doing. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Change is small, but slow progress is still fucking progress. And we have to get out of the mindset that it has to be all or nothing. If it doesn't happen this year, then it was a failure. If it doesn't happen within the first two years, it was a failure. If it doesn't happen within the first term, it was a failure. That's not true. It's just not true. We didn't get into this mess overnight. We didn't get into this mess over once. Well, the current mess of the Supreme Court, we absolutely got into over one term. Because if Hillary Clinton wins in 2016, this looks completely different. Because Trump Trump never gets to nominate three Supreme Court justices. So, the, yes, this looks very, very differently. But that part aside, we didn't get into this mess overnight. And we're not going to crawl from out of this gutter overnight. We're absolutely not. It is literally going to take a generation for us to see the world that it is we want to see. And for those that don't know, a generation is 20 years. I know, that seems like a long time. I know folks don't have patience, but what's the alternative, right? Like, what's the alternative? I know a bunch of expats. I know a bunch of people that decided, yo, I'm not living in a country where Donald Trump is president. And they moved. They left. They left. And that, and that more power to them. That was their right. I'm not mad at anybody that decided that that, that that was what was best for them and their family. But... Unless we all are going to decide to just pick up and leave, we need to do some something about the shit that we got to fix here. And I don't have all of the answers. Voting is not the answer. It's not the end-all, be-all. There's, there's things that we can do on the ground. There's things that we can do in our community. But there is an assault on your rights, and it's coming. Roe v. Wade is the beginning. It's the first domino to fall. There is an assault on your rights, and it is coming. And unless you've got it in you to um, to to fight back and to fight dirty, 
It's gonna be a long few years. Um, I'm gonna end this week uh, on a somber note. I'm really gonna, I'm, st- I'm still gonna show some love, but we're gonna end on a little bit of a somber note because I think it's important that we acknowledge the victims of that terrorist attack in Buffalo, where that crazed, idiotic, racist asshole um, decided to walk into a supermarket and start shooting people. All 10 of the people who were killed were black. 11 of the 13 people who were shot were black. This was a racially motivated hate crime. I'm calling it that because that's what it is. I don't need the police. I don't need the DA to come out and tell me what this was. So how do I know there was a racially motivated hate crime? Because he recorded the entire thing and stopped before shooting a white person and apologized to that person because his one goal and his only agenda was to shoot and kill as many black people as possible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say each and every one of their names because at the very least they deserve that. Imagine getting up and going to the store for groceries having a date, going to some going to the store to get something, grab something to cook real quick. You know, maybe maybe your kids needed some milk for for breakfast the next day. One of the one of the people who, who was shot was well known in the community for going to the store and um, buying up things for those in need. Not even for herself, but for people in need in the community. And this monster gets to walk into this store and take their lives? Man, fuck that. So I'm going to say each and every one of their names and, you know, um, we're going to, we're going to honor them in that way. Ruth Whitfield, 86. Roberta Drury, 32. Aaron Salter, 55. Hayward Patterson, 67. Pearl Young, 77. Geraldine Talley, 62. Celestine Cheney, 65. Catherine Massey, 72. Marcus Morrison, 52. And Andre McNeil, 53. These were fathers, mothers, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, grandmothers, and grandfathers. Going about the very normal activity of grocery shopping. And they're not here anymore because of the hatred that lives and exists within this country. And I think that's 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 something we need to acknowledge and think about. I don't I don't want us to continue to grow numb to these things as they continue to happen because I know we we ha- we have trauma fatigue. I get it. I know we do. I do too. But at some point 
we have to acknowledge that we deserve more and our community deserves better. Rest in peace to all of those beautiful souls that was lost. Condolences to all of their family, their friends, anyone who, who may have knew them. Um, you know, and, and condolences to anyone who's just feeling the loss and, and, and the pain of continuously being shot down, ridiculed, disrespected, and just not Quality, quality, beats, beats. schedule but I need this country to just 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 slow down a little bit give give us give us two weeks give us t- two weeks of no drama no tragedies you know no unnecessary death just just two weeks give us an opportunity to catch our breath because <sighs> I don't know about the rest of you but I'm fucking exhausted and we still got more than 50 percent of the year to go so till next time y'all be easy thanks for rocking with me and I'll catch you next episode